Yo, what's happening? It's Zenga, and welcome to The Zenga Show, which is brought to you by Wolf M Tech, a new virtual alternative that provides innovative virtual solutions to amplify the skill sets and voices of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, creatives, and organizations worldwide. Their platform empowers people through the connectivity of technology and learning to connect, create, and build community. Check them out at wolfmtech.com. That's W-O-F-E-M-T-E-C-H.com. I want to start this uh, episode off, episode number five, by just, you know, paying my respects to the late, great Larry King. He's a legendary broadcaster, if you don't know, and you've been sleeping underneath a rock, who has passed away at the age of 87 due to uh, COVID-19. That is from what I read. Now, this guy has conducted over more than 50,000 interviews over his wild, crazy 60-year career. A lot of broadcasters, man, all hope and wish that they will have even just a small fraction of Larry's career. 60 years, man. Over 50,000 interviews, very highly respected in the industry and in the world as well, man. So he's truly going to be missed, but his legacy will live on. And my thoughts and prayers, man, are definitely with the family because one thing that we all have commonality with is death, man. It doesn't matter how much money you have, we will all experience a a death of a loved one at some point in our lifetime. And it doesn't matter if, you know, you have, you know, you see this coming and you've been trying to prepare yourself or it's complete shock. It's all really hard to deal with and to navigate. And I really do hope that the family does have, you know, the love and support that they need to, you know, navigate this, this new life without their loved one right beside them or without being able to pick up the phone and uh, call their loved one. Rest in paradise to Larry King, uh, gone, but definitely never forgotten, and his legacy will uh, live on forever. I am recording this episode on Championship Sunday, so I have no idea who has won the AFC and who has won the NFC, but my prediction that the Buffalo Bills will take on the Green Bay Packers in Super Bowl 55 still remains right now until I see what happens. I'm definitely going to be locked in to see how the whole entire uh, 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 championship Sunday full uh, unfolds uh, Brady going up against Rogers, two of the top tier quarterbacks in the NFL. That is going to be one hell of a game. Uh, I only imagine that there's going to be a lot of uh, deep balls and uh, just some spectacular throws and catches. So that game's going to be pretty fire. And the game that I'm obviously most excited about is the Buffalo bills taking on the Kansas city chiefs. Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. Now, Patrick Mahomes is already in the upper echelon of uh, of quarterbacks. He's a superstar. The guy signed a half a billion dollar deal. <laughs> like, like you're you're a megastar. You're a superstar if you signed that big of a deal. And he's and he's still really young. Uh, Allen, I believe he's still finishing out his uh, rookie contract. But this, like, either way, win or lose for Allen. He's still in a great position. He's still going to get a, a very, very lucrative contract, most definitely. But if Allen wins the AFC championship, this puts him in a different category, man. He becomes a superstar. He'll be selling you insurance and vehicles for the next, you know, 
10, 15 years. So this is exciting for him. This is his moment to really lock it in and catapult his career to another level. So I, I'm hoping for the best. And again, my prediction still stands. Super Bowl 55 will see the Buffalo Bills take on the Green Bay Packers. Yep, that's what I'm going with. I ain't changing it. <laughs> Yo, so we had the inauguration. A lot of people were locked in, tuned in. I honestly thought that it was going to go south, man. I thought we were going to have uh, the the um, coup 2.0 at Joe Biden's inauguration, but it didn't, it didn't turn out that way. It went off pretty smoothly. Uh, Lady Gaga, she sang her ass off, man. <laughs> sang her ass off. And am I the only one who thought that uh, Lady Gaga's outfit was very, um, very Hunger Game-esque? Yeah, it really, it really looked like that. <laughs> uh, but she did a fantastic job. J-Lo did an awesome job. I can't remember. I think it's Garth Brooks. I think he performed. He did an awesome job as well, too. Um, it's great, man. Joe Biden, the 46th president of the United States. Awesome. Congratulations. Kamala Harris becoming the first ever uh, woman and colored woman to hold the second highest office in the United States, which is amazing. It sends a very strong and powerful message to young girls that, listen, anything is possible. If you want to be president, vice president, you can do it. You can absolutely do it. But the guy who stole the show <laughs> was definitely Senator Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Yo, Bernie's sitting in that chair, legs crossed, arms crossed, all masked up. <laughs> it was the best thing, man. It was exactly what we needed in 2021. <laughs> it's so great. The level of, of memes you saw on the internet is fantastic, and they're still rolling. They're still coming in, and it's great. I hope it doesn't stop. Um, But there is this, uh, there's like... This sports trading card company, I think it's called Tops. If I'm saying that right, they have uh, turned the Bernie Sanders meme into a trading card, and they're selling it for nine ninety nine. And guess who bought one? This guy. <laughs> That's what happens when you give a big kid adult money. You buy silly things like this. It's super cool, man. I can't wait for it to, to come in. Um, I'm excited for it, and. <laughs> I want to keep that for years, man. And can you imagine, like, I don't know, like 30, 40 years down the road? Uh, you know, my kids and my grandkids, they find this card. They're like, what is this? They're like, well, I got a story for you, sonny. Sit on down and let me tell you about how Senator Bernie Sanders stole the 2021 inauguration. <laughs> it was the hottest thing going. Yeah, man. <laughs> So I'm excited for it to come in. And uh, when I get it, I'm definitely going to you know, all share with everyone on uh, on social media at Zenga Radio. It's E-N-G-A radio. So not sure if you heard or not, but uh, Dave Chappelle, he has tested positive for COVID-19. They say he is asymptomatic and he is quarantining. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm hoping for a speedy recover so he gets uh, back to his normal self. But his team put out a statement because you know dave has been doing shows in ohio since june 2020 and he's moved those shows to austin texas uh for the winter and this is what the statement says well this is part of the statement it says Chappelle implemented covid 19 protocols which included rapid rapid testing for the audience and daily testing for himself and his team his diligent testing enabled him to immediately respond by quarantining thus mitigating the spread of the virus if that doesn't sound like there's two different playing fields 
for people in this world. I don't know what does. There's a lot of celebrities out there who have access, who are able to do these daily testing for themselves and their teens because they have so much money. And it's it's very frustrating. It's very aggravating. And I don't I don't think I ever want to hear another celebrity say we are in this together because no, we're not. There's a different set of rules to play by depending on what's in your bank account and how important you are to the rest of the world. And it sucks. It sucks that it's come to that point. I'm sure that there are many business owners and people who would love to be able to do daily testing for themselves and and their staff and for the people who want to come in and shop at their store, but they a can't afford it or they just don't have the access to it. It sucks, man. But if we are really and truly in this together, everyone should be going through the exact same thing. Meaning that, you know, we're all staying home. We're all doing what is asked of us. And we're not, uh, you know, doing goddamn comedy shows every freaking day or every week or stuff or out taking a trip to wherever. Everyone's just chilling, locked down in place. Right. Obviously, you know, money's money. Right. If you made I'm not trying to hold anything against someone for making a lot of money. Right. You made a lot of money. That's fine. Your lifestyle is a lot different, but that still shouldn't entitle you to be able to go off and do whatever you want during a pandemic when everyone else is being asked to sit tight and, and hang around. It just, it just doesn't look good. And that, like, that really just brings me down like another road, which <laughs> it always frustrates me. And obviously I don't know. I don't know unless they come out and say it, but when you see those commercials or those telethons and you have those celebrities saying, Hey, please donate um, to this X, Y, and Z cause and stuff. And you're like, Bitch, I can't even put food on my table and you want me to donate to your goddamn cause? Why don't you put your own money up and and we'll go from there? If we're ever having a telethon or if you're ever getting a celebrity to step up and, and encourage people to donate to a certain cause, that celebrity should have to get up there and say, hey, listen, I've donated $1,000, $100,000 to this cause already, or I will be matching um, every donation up to $100,000 or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? Just to show that, like, listen, I'm not just asking you to give me your money to, to, to help out this cause. I'm also a very strong believer in it. I have, you know, continuously donated money and my time and support to this uh, to this cause. Every time I see a celebrity up there and stuff, I'm like, yo, did, did you donate or, or did they just ask you to do this? And you're just like, yo, this is great publicity. This is great PR. So let me just let me just get in here and uh, and do this. And people will think I'm a really great person. Shit, man. I could go off about that for fucking days. <laughs> I really could. I had a thought the other day to myself, just sitting around, letting my mind wander. And I came to the conclusion that we have too many goddamn streaming services. Like it's definitely changed your lives for the better being able to consume any movie, TV show, whatever it is from the comfort of our own homes, from our, our mobile devices, anywhere in the world, as long as we have an internet connection, it is phenomenal. It is awesome. But the reason why these streaming services even popped up in the first place was because regular television got super, super expensive, man. It was super expensive to, to have cable and stuff. Now, not a lot of people have cable in their house. They probably have like Netflix and then a couple other streaming services. And I literally thought to myself, like, this is, this is too much. We have so many different streaming services and and some of us are missing out on some great content just because there's just too many different services, right? We got Netflix, Amazon prime, crave TV, Disney plus YouTube premium, Apple TV, Peacock, HBO, HBO max. And the list just goes on and on and on and on. There needs to be 
a collective agreement between all the streaming services because I think every single goddamn network out there wants to put out their own direct to consumer uh, streaming service. And it's great. It's fantastic. I think it's really awesome. But it just becomes so much, right? Once you add, like once you add all the money up that you're spending on each individual streaming service, you're, you're, now you're thinking, well, I'm better off just buying cable again, right? Because even if even if it is a minimum of ten dollars, let's say you have Netflix, Amazon Prime, Crave TV, Disney Plus, YouTube Premium, and uh, Apple TV, that's seventy bucks right there plus all the all the taxes and other shit that goes into it we need to have now i'm not saying that it needs to be one company that comes up with one company that comes up with uh the one collective product or maybe it's just all these companies they come together and they say look this is getting a little bit too much for all our consumers why don't we work together and come up with one product that integrates all of our products at a fairly reasonable price and we all share the profits of it that way, it makes life much easier for the consumers, and they're not spending all this money, and and we're all we're all making money. You know, I, would that not be nice? Like we'll call it the 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 United Streaming app, the United Streaming service, where you get Amazon Prime, Netflix, Crave TV, all all the top uh, tier streaming services, and shit. You could even build out how they used to build out. Uh, the the cable packages you have like the standard then you have this the standard plus then you have the premium plus i think it's a little bit better it's a little bit better that way right people instead of people having to individually pay for each and every single streaming service right you look at your damn credit card bill you look at your damn bank statement you see like there's like six or seven different streaming services it's crazy now, music, the music streaming service industry right now, it doesn't have that problem just yet. The, you have really three choices, Spotify, Apple Music, or uh, Amazon Music, I believe, which I don't know who really uses all of that. Sure, we got Tidal, but who really uses Tidal? Not a whole lot of people. So it's really down to Spotify and Apple Music. And you know what? For the most part, they are extremely similar. Spotify has a more feature-rich app than Apple Music. Apple Music is very just simplistic and easy for people to use. But if you want more feature pack stuff, which includes like seeing lyrics on your screen, maybe a video and a whole bunch of other stuff, including having podcasts directly in the same app, uh, Spotify is the way to go. Right. But if you if you're in the Apple ecosystem, you'd probably go with Apple Music. But it's it's just a thought that I've been thinking about that we have way too many different streaming services and we need to figure out a way to put them all into one type of app or service and sell that to people will we get something like that hopefully hopefully in the coming years we'll get something like that but uh maybe it's wishful thinking maybe it's not all right the last thing we're going to dive into here today is microsoft they (laughs) i guess they got this new patent it allows the company to create artificial intelligent uh chatbots of dead people using quote voice data social media posts electronic messages written letters etc this is super scary now i a lot of people online were talking about how that this patent is very similar to an episode of black mirror in which a uh a woman creates a ai version of her dead boyfriend i've never seen it so i don't really know how it uh how it all goes out but there's two things here right there's two really distinct things this could be really really good and this could be really really bad the good side of it is that it could give people 
another coping mechanism to deal with the passing of a loved one, whether it was abruptly or whether it was, you know, something that was expected. It could help someone get through that 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 period of of, of dealing with loss and, and mourning and grief. And on the other hand, it could cause a lot of trauma and pain and anguish for people. Imagine if you lose a loved one and then you go on to a Microsoft service and you start, you know, diddling away on this service. And then all of a sudden you hear this AI voice asking if you need any help with it or any assistance and saying that that's what they're here for. And then you, you realize that this voice is the voice of your loved one that has passed away. This may really set you off the edge, right? It could be very traumatic, right? Just when you're getting to that point where you have, you know, you don't finally come to grips in terms that your loved one is no longer here. And all of a sudden you hear their voice in some, corporations service i would never want to feel that i would never want to feel that it would definitely make me super super uncomfortable and and angry and upset right so it's it's very interesting to see how they're going to use this and roll it out are they going to get consent from everyone right hopefully there'll be more light shit onto this or hopefully it's just something that they that they want to have the patent for but they never actually plan to really use it because again as it stands right now, I don't think the world is ready for something like this. Maybe in another 50, 60 years, we'll be uh, farther along in our technological advancement and we'll be more open to something like this. But as it stands right now, I don't think I would want to to, to have something like this. It just, it just seems really weird, but I definitely feel that uh, it could help a lot of people, man. So let me leave you with this. Would this be something that you would like to use or see become a daily part of life uh reach out to me at zanga radio z-e-n-g-a radio facebook twitter instagram and let me know your thoughts all right that's it for episode number five of the zanga show thank you so much for locking in here i really do appreciate it if you enjoyed this episode or if you have thoughts or concerns about this episode make sure uh you know you'll, you'll drop me a a like and a review and a comment uh, wherever you listen to your podcast or again you can reach out to me at zanga radio twitter instagram or facebook i uh, would love to connect with you and hear your thoughts about this show which is brought to you by wolfm tech you can check them out at wolfmtech.com that's w-o-f-e-m-t-e-c-h.com until episode number six tell someone you love them take care of one another and peace and love baby the zanga show